The Lutheran Church Missouri Synod's life ministry is thousands of people sharing Christ's love and mercy and giving witness to our Lord's creation of life, His design for marriage and the family, and the God-given value of all human life from conception to natural death. Working with many partners, LCMS Life Ministries sponsors human care efforts that meet the needs of body and soul and provides resources and educational events for all ages. To learn more, email lifeministry at lcms.org and visit lcms.org life. In the end, the average conversation you're going to have with someone about abortion is going to reveal not only what they believe abortion is, but how they struggle with the issue. Now, someone who is very rare to find someone who is completely and unapologetically in favor of abortion. But when the circumstances warrant, it can become a temptation. So beyond the political rhetoric, beyond the good efforts to try and curb abortion in our country, how do we deal with a real person right in front of us with God's word when it comes to abortion? Welcome back to Issues Etc. Joining us to talk about a law and gospel approach to abortion Deacon is Tiffany Manor. She's Director of Life Ministry for the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate, and author of a column for the Lutheran Witness titled The Lutheran Witness About Abortion. Deacon is Manor, welcome back. Thank you. How would you describe the variety of responses to the overturning of Roe v. Wade? Well, I think we all can think back to last summer and seeing the very emotion-laden responses, whether it was our social media channels or talking with people in our lives. There are certainly people who were very thankful, excited, happy for the, uh, the opportunity to restrict abortions at the state level, to outlaw abortion outright. But then there was a lot of people who were really very distressed and people who were even fear-mongering, trying to share isolated situations that could be very tragic. So there's been a lot of emotions running high around the overturning of Roe with the Dobbs v. Jackson decision. Leading up to the midterm elections, this was certainly a topic, and, and even in recent weeks, in the assessment of election results, there's been talk about the reaction to this decision and the ruling with Dobbsy Jackson. What is the proper Lutheran response to the court's ruling? Well, for Lutherans, the decision certainly encourages every person to reconsider the importance of, of every life, and so Lutherans were thankful for that. We, of course, see each person ever created as a blessing from God. But we also know as Lutherans that the issue of life has not been primarily focused on laws. There's certainly a need to remind everyone of the inherent value of life. But being pro-life does not begin or end with politics and with laws and court statutes. Life's origin and definition remain in God. And so for Lutherans, you know, the value of life cannot and should not ever form the content of debate. Every person who's ever lived knows the value of their own life and, and that of their children and their, their offspring. And so these laws that, that curb evil can only do so much. So we rejoice in this latest move away from the federal abortion rights, but the law still doesn't outlaw the killing of the unborn. Instead, it leaves the choice to legislatures. So for Lutherans, we're thankful for that, but we've got a lot of work yet to do. How does the tragedy of continued abortion, as terrible as it is, also present an opportunity to speak the gospel? 
that is part of the the work that we have to do these to see these opportunities to witness to speak the gospel to our family and our friends as we confess God's design for marriage and the family so as we see what people are sharing on social media and we can have follow-up conversations with our loved ones that that ongoing discussion are these opportunities to speak the gospel you know maybe we never knew what our loved ones believed before all of this attention to the Dobbs ruling and the overturning of Roe v. Wade. But now we know, now we've heard from the people around us what what they believe, and it gives us an opportunity to witness Christ to them. And also to witness to the pro-life community and all of those people who advocate for abortion. We certainly have opportunities to interact with people who are vulnerable to abortion and those who are considering abortion to share Christ's love and mercy with them. But a law and gospel response really carefully considers what each individual needs. And that's where we have the opportunities to speak the gospel and and also to speak the law when needed. So let's talk in some detail about that. How is God's word of law and gospel rightly applied to someone who is struggling with abortion? Well, stubborn and unrepentant sinners need the law. And the law is really any action that a person needs to do or not to do, such as not killing babies. You know, Exodus chapter 20, verse 13, we, you know, we don't kill anyone. So when we speak the law to someone who is struggling, that are the kinds of phrases where we, we use words like we, you know, we should or, or we ought, all those actions that a person either does or they don't do. Now, in contrast to the stubborn and unrepentant sinners who need the law, there are repentant and broken-hearted sinners who need the gospel. And the gospel, of course, is God's action, his promises, his love, his forgiveness, all that he does to work and bring about abundant life. So in in this, when we're considering the law and gospel and and rightly applying it, when we are sharing God's word, it's paying attention to, to who is doing the verbs. Is it something that the person, the individual here on earth needs to do, or is it something that God is doing? And Really, our pastors are, are experts in applying law and gospel, and, and, and it's really you know, the Holy Spirit who applies God's Word and, and reaches people in their hearts. Um, but our pastors you know, are experts, and they can help advise as to how to rightly apply with someone who is struggling about abortion. But it's always safe if, if you're in the midst of a situation, you don't have your, your pastor standing right next to you, and you're uncertain about whether law or gospel is needed. It's always good to go with the gospel because the Holy Spirit is working through the gospel to change the hearts of sinners. Why is it important that we know that the application of law and gospel is difficult, and especially so, in the sin of abortion? Yeah, you know, maybe it's the natural law that's written on our hearts. I mean, Romans 2.15, right? We perhaps tend to default to the law when we're talking with one another, particularly us lay people, right? We want to tell people and and give them advice and and tell them what they should do. But the law accuses and kills, and the gospel instead brings Christ. So to understand that it's important for everyone, but around this sin of abortion, it can cause people's hearts to really be hardened for them to turn us off, to stop listening. So that's where knowing that we can bring the gospel to people, that's where it's, it's really important to know that even amidst the difficulty of trying to discern what is needed in the moment, the the gospel will always bring a blessing. So 
how should we deal with those whose circumstances make them vulnerable? They are tempted toward the sin of abortion. Oh, you know, there's a, a lot of people who are vulnerable to abortion, and it's, it's only increased in, in recent years as abortion's been legal. Certainly having empathy and a compassion for them is, is really important as they express fear or, and confusion. You know, it could be that because abortion was legalized for so long, nearly 50 years nationally, that all these people think, well, if it's legal, it must then be moral. And they start to believe all of the lies that they've heard about fetuses not being human. And, you know, there's been a lot of research conducted by pro-life organizations, some of our friends like the, the Vitae Foundation, that have found that these pregnant women who are in really difficult situations and vulnerable to abortion need to hear hopeful and encouraging messages. And that you're more likely to have impact on an abortion vulnerable mother by listening to her and focusing on her while sharing viable options for carrying her baby to term. So having empathy and compassion and, and helping these women in the midst of their situation and not coming across to them as if you're trying to tell them what they ought to do. You mentioned earlier women who are thinking about abortion sometimes very stubbornly. Why do those circumstances still call for a compassionate approach on the part of the Christian? Well, Pregnant women who are abortion-minded, that's a, a phrase often used about people who are really have their hearts set on abortion, you know, or that can be rather stubborn about it, they're often very likely to become angry with people who tell them what they must do. And yeah, as I was describing before, to, to not listen. So in order to be heard by an abortion-minded woman, it's important to not appear judgmental, to be compassionate and understand that she is seeing her perspective of her child, having a child, being pregnant, bringing that child all the way through to birth as a loss of her own life or um, an emotional death of her future. And when we're talking with her about it, she sees her options really as, as being one of two things. And death is on either side, either the death of the child or the death of her own future. I have been counseling women in a pregnancy center, and um, I heard a client even say to me, I would rather kill my baby than to give birth, or kill my baby than to put that baby up for adoption, because they see adoption and the change in her own circumstances as some type of emotional death. So it is important to speak the law, and in, in those circumstances, you have to do so in a way that shows concern for the woman's well-being as well as that of the child. So even if she rejects any explanation you might give, she certainly still needs pro-life people, friends, family members to focus on her needs and provide care for her, even if she would choose an abortion. So we remember that we speak God's law not to alienate or separate the unrepentant people, but in order so that they would come to repentance so they could receive forgiveness and life through the means of grace. Does the overturning of Roe v. Wade change the church's message on abortion or life? No, no. The effort to encourage our government to govern according to reason and natural law continues. There are certainly states that have already decided to protect the unborn, and their citizens need to be encouraged to stand firm. And people who live in states where the killing of the unborn is advocated as a right need to be steadfast in expressing the fact that the government needs to protect the innocent and punish the evil. 
got to be vigilant beyond the state level at the federal level as well. The federal legislature could change and legislate on a nationwide scale to make abortion legal. But the protection of the unborn is one of the most important roles of the government, and the government needs to be reminded of that because children's lives are not a matter of choice or individual rights. And of course, the church continues to share mercy. God has poured out his mercy to us in the person of his son, Jesus, and receiving that love in the means of grace, we then overflow with his love and mercy to the people he puts around us, our neighbors. What can you tell us about LCMS Life Ministry and its current projects or events? I was talking about the mercy work of the church just now, and, and certainly we're expanding the pro-life mercy work amongst LCMS congregations. We've got the Million Dollar Life Match, which was instituted last year to expand local work to support women and children, the, the family, mother, father, and children, as God designed it. It's work the church has been doing for millennia, but the LCMS has stewarding the faithful gifts of, of God's people or partnering with congregations all across the country in the Million Dollar Life Match to do even more now. And that's when our third phase of it, the applications are, are still open for congregations to see what the needs are of their communities and come alongside and work with partners in order to meet the needs of women and, and children, mothers and fathers in their community. We also have in our 35 districts, life coordinators planning all kinds of involvement to advocate in regional and um, local efforts in, in their states as, as well, um, whether they're marches for life or different activities to bring people interacting with their legislatures and representatives in order to advocate for pro-life efforts. And we have our education events too. We've got a, a life conference coming up March 2nd and 3rd. And it's going to be a hybrid. It's going to be held in St. Louis, but we'll also live stream and have on-demand viewing for two months over the whole course of this, this spring. So we've got a lot going on to care for people, to share Christ's mercy with them, to advocate for God's design for marriage and the family, but also to teach about life to people of all ages. Find out more about LCMS Life Ministry at lcms.org slash life, advocating, educating, and caring for all human life, LCMS Life Ministry, lcms.org slash life. Deacon is Tiffany Manners, director of LCMS Life Ministry and author of a column for The Lutheran Witness titled The Lutheran Witness about abortion. Deaconess Manners, thank you. Thanks so much, Todd. When we come back, we'll be going through listener email and the Issues Etc. comment line. We'll be discussing a big name in confessional Lutheranism, William Leah, and why we here at Issues Etc. don't talk about him very much. If you appreciate Issues Etc., our 24-7 music and talk stations, and our daily verse-by-verse Bible study, The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, please include a bequest in your will or trust for these worldwide media resources. Bequests aren't subject to federal tax or capital gains taxes. Ensure your children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren the opportunity to listen by including a bequest in your will or trust for Issues Etc., Lutheran Public Radio, and the word of the Lord endures forever. We know that you want to build your family on the right foundation from the very start, the foundation of Jesus Christ. Concordia Publishing House offers more than 8,000 products for churches, schools, and homes. Dedicated customer service and an experienced staff to help you focus on what matters most. Click to connect at cph.org. Concordia Publishing House, listening, responding, providing for God's people. Concordia Publishing House, cph.org. 
Life Week 2023 with Lutherans for Life is coming soon, and you're personally invited to join in celebrating that you are blessed for life. From Sunday, January 15th through Saturday, January 21st, 2023, go to lutheransforlife.org for more information and for Zoom links. Lutherans for Life, equipping Lutherans and their neighbors to be gospel-motivated voices for life. lutheransforlife.org, lutheransforlife.org. If only we could see and hear what takes place in the divine service. The holy God's voice pours out eternal gifts. Sinners are washed in cleansing water that saves them from death. The Son of God gives his body and blood for us, the food of immortality. The church on earth blends her voice with angels and saints in glory to praise our God. These wondrous mysteries take place at Our Savior Lutheran Church in Stevensville, Montana, 184 Pine Hollow Road. Call 406-777-5625 or find us on Facebook. Lutheranism in the Public Square. You're listening to Issues Etc. Thanks to the following congregations for standing with us by becoming an Issues Etc. congregational sponsor. Augsburg Lutheran, Shawnee, Kansas. Concordia Lutheran, Geneseo, Illinois. Holy Cross Lutheran, Carlisle, Illinois. Hope Lutheran, Melbourne, Florida. Mount Zion Lutheran, Greenfield, Wisconsin. Our Savior Lutheran, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Redeemer Lutheran, Marshalltown, Iowa. St. John Lutheran, Port Sanilac, Michigan. St. Paul Lutheran, Long Beach, California. Trinity Lutheran, St. Charles, Missouri. And Zion Lutheran, Tacoma, Washington. Find out how your confessional Lutheran church can support this worldwide outreach by including Issues Etc. in your mission or advertising budget. Just go to issuesetc.org, click Support Donate, and print a one-page flyer. When your congregation becomes an Issues Etc. sponsor, we'll publicize your church on the podcast, at our website, and in the Issues Etc. journal.